So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth with your host Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. Every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. podcast dropping on Wednesday. We'll talk about that a little bit later. This is a show about mindset. Dave, we always have great guests that we bring on here. These are uber successful people in their personal lives, their professional lives, and we love to know how they got to where they are and maybe our audience can pick up some tips because it's all about mindset. Who do we have? Absolutely. We welcome Justin Freistadt. And he's a friend of ours, friend of the firm, a mega success individual with JT Fox, and really impressive individual. He is an entrepreneur and investor. His expertise covers several areas, including health, wealth, sales, business, and personal branding. He's an executive at his family business, the Heartland Foods, which is the number one farm-to-table food service on the East Coast. He's a managing partner at Kearns Capital, a hedge fund. And he has partner, him and his partners have amassed multifamily real estate portfolio of 1,674 units across five states. So it's a, welcome, Justin. Look, I've been on your podcast and I learned a lot from you and your father when I did that. And we welcome you to ours now, nothing but the truth. Give our audience a little background on who you are and what you do. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's great to be here, share the space with you. And my background started in sales. I actually dropped out of college, couldn't really find anything there. Um, I thought there was something wrong with me, you know, which happens to a lot of people in the beginning. You know, you're broke, you have no skills, you have no network. And anyone that we respect that has any degree of those things had to go out and build it. And I, I kind of understood that early. So I went into sales just because there's no ceiling on your income and I was already on the floor. So I wasn't really worried about that. And um, just ha had a goal to be the top salesperson in the industry. Um, didn't know how long it would take. Um, basically worked six, seven days a week um, for six years straight. And that's when it happened. Uh, just read books, um, lots of books, just tried to accelerate the learning curve as much as I could, just learning from people that have already been there. And uh, yeah, 10 years in direct sales, then went into uh, be a VP at the company. Um, building teams, things like that. And then earlier this year, uh, we got really lucky with the time being an organic food company in the direct uh, to consumer business with delivery. Uh, the COVID was the greatest thing that ever happened to our company. So we, uh, we tripled the size of the company, um, sold it to private equity earlier this year, and uh, now we're moving into other things. So it's been a great ride. Yeah, you know, what, what impresses me is, uh, is, it, is it this company where I think it's actually... Um, you know, another company that you, the Hartford, no, maybe it's Heartland, you tell me, where you said you went parabolic, like you, you said, if you just stick to it, uh, you'll eventually get there. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and, and why was it that, it was, I think it was a significant period of time, you didn't quit, you just kept going? Yeah, so the, the company, we bought it, uh, I should say my dad bought the company in 2002, it was a failing food service, and they were a couple months away from bankruptcy. Uh, the company was bought for $300,000, it was uh, a couple assets, trucks, um, a few employees, and, and a customer list. And over the next 15 years or so, it, it was a very slow grind. Um, building the company, reinvesting money, lots of setbacks. You know, a, a delivery business is hard. You know, you've got operations, sales, there's just so much to it. 
And um, building out that infrastructure wasn't very profitable for a long time. And what happened when the pandemic hit, uh, we, we had our first um, eight-figure year, over 10 million in sales. And it was just all that hard work. The infrastructure was in place. And suddenly, everybody wanted delivery to their home. We couldn't even take the orders fast enough. We turned off all the marketing dollars, stopped spending money, so we were more profitable as well. And uh, at that time, different private equity companies uh, started coming into the space, trying to buy the company, and we just went parabolic. So uh, that moment, you never know when it's coming. So if you're working on something and it seems like it's just, you're putting in 100 hours a week, whatever it is, and, and you're getting small little wins, as long as you're building and you never quit, that day will come where you do go parabolic, you do hit the home run, as long as you don't quit. Most people quit before that moment happens. And if you don't put an expiration date on your goals, eventually you'll hit them. Interesting. Now, you, you, but you kind of wound up having, uh, you know, we, we kind of felt this too in our business at times, a situation in which you wound up having more than you thought. You, you, you got more orders than you thought you could handle. So you stopped the marketing dollars. And talk to us about what that that felt like in terms of scaling the business at that point in time and also not losing market share. What, what plan did you put in place? The, the hardest part for us was the growth was faster than we could handle it. So our, our walk-in freezers, because uh, everything we deliver is frozen, and we, we do it in bulk, six-month, um, one-shot delivery in a big freezer. And when, the, when a business like that triples overnight and you're not prepared for it, I mean, it's almost as bad as losing the business in terms of all the systems want to break. You don't have enough people to pack the orders. You don't have enough people to deliver the orders. We didn't even have enough space to inventory one day of product. So in, in the middle of that frenzy, we had to move to a space that was three times the size. We had to take three times the amount of sales calls. So it, it really tests you in a different, a different way. And we got really lucky that all the, the restaurants in America had been shut down. We were based out of Baltimore at the time. We, we hired laid off restaurant workers to drive trucks, to pack orders. So it, it, it was awesome to be at the right place at the right time, but also to help a lot of other people who were at the wrong place at the wrong time. So it was a, it was a crazy experience going through that. And because we're on a subscription model, it, once we get to a new level of sales, we, we never really retreat from that because the customer service is perfect, the product's the best. So once we get a customer, we pretty much keep them forever. So it just took, took us to a whole new baseline. But from the day that pandemic hit in, I'm going to say it was around March when things went really crazy. I mean, we worked around the clock until I think my first day off was Memorial Day weekend later that year. Wow. Right place at the right time for sure. But to your point, up until that point, when there was an increase in the need, you were grinding, you were working hard. And look, hindsight's 2020. Looking back, I'm sure that all that hard work plays off. But in the day-to-day, I mean, that's, that's difficult when you're not seeing gains and you're not seeing the profits. I mean, how did you continue on your trajectory even though you weren't seeing everything that you expected over those years? Yeah, uh, my, my goals were never money. I mean, I wanted money, of course. I think everybody does. But that wasn't what was driving me. I, when I first started, I went to the top salesperson in the company and I said, you know, how did you become the top guy? And he's like, well, I work six days a week, you know, uh, everybody else works five. And that's how I, I get one step ahead of everybody every week. And I was like, I just committed to, okay, well, if I'm going to catch this guy and beat him, I'm just going to work seven. So I wasn't really um, in, in the micro of, of 
when I would hit it. I was just pursuing the numbers. I was looking at my daily sales numbers, what I wanted to hit at the end of the year and reverse engineer everything backwards. And I, I live in day-to-day micro goals, so I never really um, got caught up in how long it was taking or anything like that. And then just, you know, one day, it, it just all these things just happen and, and it all pays off. Well, congratulations on the success of Heartland Foods and that distribution of food. But we're well aware that you're into other things like investments in real estate. When did those other cash flows come in in the grand scheme of that evolution? So I was always very interested in investing other, other than health and wellness. That's probably my other passion. And learning about just businesses, um, putting real estate underneath your business, all these other ways to add revenue streams. I got really um, involved with that, did a ton of networking. And what I what I discovered is that I didn't want to be in watered down derivatives where everybody else is. So what I mean by that is most people are investing in a 401k, you know, IRAs, these things, the stock market. And, and when you really look at the real returns of that inflation adjusted, the CAGR of the S&P 500 is about 5%. And I just wasn't interested in that. I, I think it's something that's just sold to the public. And I was on a pursuit to figure out how do wealthy people get wealthy? Because they don't get wealthy off of 401k. And I started to realize uh, through meeting people and networking that commercial real estate, specifically the multifamily space, was something that I could understand that a lot of people were getting wealthy in. And the annual returns were anywhere from 15 to 40% plus um, K1 tax uh, pass-through advantages. So now it's it's not only about making money, but keeping a lot of it as well. So just learning those strategies, I got really obsessed with it. How, how does somebody, you know, I'm sure a lot of people in the audience would be, I would like to be involved in that kind of real estate transaction, but I don't have the cash flow to, to be able to do that. How does somebody in that space get into the game because I, I continually hear people in this space say you can do it and obviously we've seen all those tv commercials which we'll put aside for the moment but how realistic is it for people to get into that it's so realistic it really is the the challenge is the sec accreditation rules so more than 90 percent of america is off limits as far as real investing when i say real investing i mean accredited and sec accredited investments Um, There's a barrier to entry. So if you're a single person and your annual income is not 200,000 or more, you you can't invest in SEC accredited offerings. If you're married, it has to be 300,000 or more. And the other way that you can qualify to be accredited by SEC guidelines is to have a million dollar net worth outside of your primary residence. So most people, they can't even invest in in real deals on the other side of the equation because Everything that's offered to the public is is a watered-down derivative of a real investment, if that makes sense. But the the way you get involved is, number one, you have to be accredited, and you have to know people because accredited investing is an insider's game. It, it really is. It's it's You're not allowed to publicly advertise these things. There's a lot of rules around that. So it's all, all these deals are networked. And um, I did a lot of networking, started meeting syndicators. I don't personally do any of the... Um, real estate. Like I'm not a general partner in all these deals. I'm a limited partner and I'm investing as a class A share investor. All I have to do is look at the deal. If I like it, I wire the money in and now I own a percentage of the company that owns the real estate. So anybody that's accredited can ride on these deals that we're doing. It's very, very simple thing to do. You just have to know the people who have the deals. 
Wow, really, really interesting. We'll talk about, about that a little bit more on the other end, but for right now, we're going to take a quick break. WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth with Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruner. We'll be right back. At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. All right, welcome back to WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth. Uh, so, Justin, let me, let's me let just follow up with that last the part of the conversation so if you don't have the ability to get that sec classification you're saying that you've networked with groups where maybe the companies i understand it uh somebody is able to do that and you invest in that and you get a piece of that deal is that about right no so the sec accreditation is a barrier to entry to even invest in these things so it's just you have to qualify by income or net worth to be allowed to even invest in this stuff that, that's what that is. Okay, awesome, awesome. Dave, I know you got other stuff you want to follow up on. Yeah, look, you're also in the health space. I mean, I guess this fits in with the Heartland Foods uh, food distribution that we talked about, but it's not just that. Tell us about your interest in fitness and working out and mindset type stuff. Yeah, so when we were building this organic food company, we did a lot of it through partnerships. So it was a lot of networking with dietitians, trainers, doctors, gym owners. And through that process over the years, all these partnerships, I just saw all these different programs that were out there. Um, people having success with all different strategies for weight loss, fitness, all, all of that. And eventually, what I realized was I have all these people that are coming to me for healthy food. Why, why don't I just start a separate company and offer my own health coaching program? So that's how I got involved with First Form for the supplements. Um, and, and I started just doing some one-on-one coaching with my clients that were getting food for me that wanted to learn how to track your macros, you know, lose weight, learn about what basal metabolic rate is, and, and really have a, a strategic plan to achieve the goal. Sometimes it's gaining weight. Sometimes it's losing weight. It really depends on the person. What about this top-tier mastermind that you've put together? Tell, tell us about that. So this was basically just, I wanted to create a community where people could come together from all the different networks that I have. So I wanted to take my top tier human um, coaching clients and bring them into a community where the Heartland Home Foods customers could come into and then all these other people could come in and I could just bring on different successful people from all different um, ranges of whatever and all kind of collaborate in one place. What I realized was I was being a little selfish with meeting with all these people networking uh, for myself and I just decided why don't I do it on Zoom and just invite everybody from all my networks and and just share that knowledge. So you put together what a coaching uh, class where people are on Zoom and it's a regular type thing what is that? Yeah it's just a once a week meeting on Zoom it was 8 p.m. Monday nights uh, we've got a pause on it right now just because of everything going on with Kearns Capital but um, we can get in that too. But yeah, just once a week on Zoom, people can show up, ask questions to whoever the guest speaker was. And uh, all the previous episodes are recorded and inside the top tier masterminds. So uh, that that's something that anybody can join at any time if they want to go watch. I think there's, I don't know, 30, 40 episodes in the uh, catalog. Well, in the coaching space, uh, talk to us a little bit about that because this is like a booming business. So uh, you've been coached, I assume, maybe, and now you're doing coaching. Talk to us about that transition. Yeah, I, I think it's the biggest uh, hack there is, is spending money on proximity. And uh, this is what I, I, I teach people that want to be in the investing game, but are not yet accredited. 
I don't think it's productive to invest in anything other than yourself and your network and your skills until you have gotten to a level where you can invest in the real big deals, right? So uh, once I started doing that, that took everything to the next level. It's, it's the reason why we're on this program together right now. I started going to things like Mega Success, bought, bought that best ticket so I could be around the best people. And it's scary to spend thousands and thousands. I've spent over $100,000 on coaching and getting closer to people who can get me to the next level. And the return on that has been millions. And it's, it's interesting. It's very hard to make an investment when you can't see what the ROI is in advance. Mm. And that's what coaching and networking is. So I, I just think it's the best thing anybody could do to put yourself on the map. I, I just want to follow up on the networking yeah. piece because <clears throat> people network differently. And I, I hear people say all the time, I go to all the events and, and uh, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not going to go to another event. I'm not, nothing's coming of it. I'm meeting people, but you know, I'm not, I'm not making any money. I'm not doing any business. Why is that in, in a general sense that you've seen based on your experience? Yeah, I, I, I see a lot of, um, I guess what we call these people um, generally are seminar junkies, you know, lots of, lots of action to go, but not much action on the back end. You know, I would ask them, how many people did you follow up with after you left the event? Um, what type of value did you bring to people um, that you met at the event? You know, like someone that I want to do business with, like my new uh, partner, Cody Kearns at Kearns Capital, I knew when I met Cody eight months ago that I wanted to be a business partner with him. I didn't ask for a job. I didn't ask to partner. I brought him business. I raised, I raised $300,000 for him in, in month one of his fund, didn't ask for a thing. And I knew that if I kept providing him value, he would ask me to come in as a managing partner. And that's what happened. So I think people aren't willing to do work for free to bring someone value. Like that's how you prove who you are to someone and, and they'll bring you into their business. So I and think that's a strategic thing you can do. Yeah, and Justin, that doesn't have to be, and you correct me if I'm wrong, at least from my experience, it doesn't have to necessarily even be dollars. It could be value you provide in so many other ways. Can you just talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, it could be anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be money. It could be taking uh, some responsibilities off of someone's hand that you can do. I mean, just getting in the door. I, I think the first thing you have to do is identify who the person is that you're like, this is who I want to be or this is who I want to work for and just go figure out how you can go add value. I mean, in the, in the beginning, it might be something as simple as like, I'll be your assistant for free. I'll pick up your, I'll do whatever. And you get closer to that person you establish credibility by following through on everything you say you'll do and over deliver. And then who knows what will happen, but you'll end up in a better place than where you started. That's how, um, I don't know if you know who um, RM Plug is, but he's like the number one watch dealer in the world now. He went and worked for the best watch dealer for free for two years just to learn from him and then got connected with all these people. And now he's a huge watch dealer. I mean, that's, that's a commitment to do something for two years and not get paid to live the, you know, however you want the rest of your life. Yeah, do you have a strategic plan going into events like this? I mean, we had the luxury of meeting at Mega Success last time, and then we've developed a relationship thereafter. But going in, do you have a strategic plan knowing what you want to do, who you want to meet, and what the follow-up's going to be? It, it really depends. So every event's different, and this is why you have to be nimble about things, and you have to think consciously of where are the synergies. There, there's plenty of speakers at, at events that I'm not going to have a synergy with, but maybe I pick up on something. The last event I was at last weekend, I, I heard uh, 
a strategy of DMing from someone who's made multi, multi millions of dollars off social media. And I guarantee you I'm the only one of few at that event that literally left and executed the strategy and it's already brought me business. So it could be something you hear. It's just there's got to be action. There's no action. Nothing will ever happen. Yeah. Would you mind sharing that? I mean, this is a topic that we talk about often about follow up and this social media platform, be it Instagram or TikTok or whatever, really provides access to people you would not otherwise be connected to. So, Justin, any points here on the networking within the social space? Yes. So we all get DMs. I'm sure you get a ton and they're, they're all the same. They're probably sitting in your request folder. And you can tell immediately who's just spamming you or selling you something. So I, I learned this from Chris McGinnis, and he's made deca millions off of this one strategy. Go to go to a hashtag for whatever you're looking for. If, if, uh, if you're looking for investors, go to hashtag investing or credit investing, whatever. Look on social media for the people you want to connect with, and here's the formula. You go to their page. You like the first three posts. You go to their story, like three stories, and then just send them a direct message saying how much you love their content and their page. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, then, and, then <laughs> a conver- and then a conversation starts and it goes from there. But don't go looking for business. Go looking to compliment someone's hard work and effort that they put on social media and you will build a friendship first. Sure. And I think to add to that, look, if you're really invested in developing this relationship, it's continue to engage. Um, A lot of people, when they're looking through their DMs, they pay attention to comments. There, I know a lot of people that are responding to every comment. They make it a strategy on social to be active in their own conduct, uh, in their comments themselves. So I think it's a great way to get attention with liking their stuff and commenting on their stories and sending a DM, but also continue that engagement. And we've actually used that uh, to get some of these guests on Nothing But The Truth and, and allows us to connect with people that we would have never if it wasn't for social media. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, let's, we only have a, a couple of minutes left. Uh, just give me an idea personally in your personal life, professional life, uh, some hacks that you have is to mindset. Uh, this is a show about mindset. What do you think that you've seen makes you successful and in other successful people that you've noticed a common theme? actively working on it so reading every day doing things that are challenging if uh if you have not done 75 hard take a look at it and immediately you're going to come up with all the reasons why you can't do it um it might be the fact that you got to do two 45 minute workouts every day for 75 days straight if you if you say something like oh i can't do that like you already lost that's just kind of probably how you are and everything so that old quote of how you do anything is how, how you do everything is, is really true. So it's it's daily reading. I have certain disciplines. Um, the power list, this is an Andy Frisella thing. Write down in the morning eight things you need to get done every day. I mean, that's how he became a billionaire. He, he literally said, all I did was write down eight important things. And if I can get those eight important things done every day, I will always be moving faster. And once you do that, you will start to realize how much more you can get done and how much you're not getting done than when you don't plan out your days. So I, I think it's, it's all in intent. And if you, if you don't read one book a month, you know, right now podcasts are more popular than books, which is great because I think a lot of people are getting information they weren't necessarily looking for and it's pulling people into the personal development space 
that that probably wouldn't end up there if there weren't you know popular podcasts floating around. Wow, excellent. That's a great point to end on. Uh, unfortunately, I know your time is tight, and that is it for the show. WMTR Radio is nothing but the truth with Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno. Every Saturday at 10.30. Uh, Dave, talk to us about the podcast. Yeah, the podcast drops on Wednesday, nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com. We're taking video here. You can see Justin and the team, and uh, that has all of the videos, including Justin, so you can go back and watch everybody. Also, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify Podcasts, and Google Google podcast nothing but the truth justin again thank you for coming on and, and sharing your stories we appreciate your time awesome talk to y'all soon thanks the bianchi law group a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys but here's the thing he put himself in a box when he said my relied on by cnn fox news msnbc law and crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.